I don't even know where you're sitting at. But. <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of Not Another Fantasy Podcast. I am joined here by Mr. L.A. And today, I changed my name. I will now be called The White Thunder. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't know my partner was P. Diddy. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. Uh, I I wasn't loving the V. I wasn't loving the V (laughs) thing. So now I'm White Thunder. Please explain. It's just just, uh, powerful. Right. White Thunder. I, I, I don't knock anyone's name, so we'll go ahead and let you roll with White Thunder. I'm staying with LA, my given initials. All right, all right. Sounds fair. Uh, in today's episode, we've got a special edition. Um, we just had our drafts over this weekend. So, in today's episodes, we have... so smooth um we will be going over our draft picks for this co-owned team that we have um draft over the monday actually it wasn't over the weekend it was monday we had a couple drafts uh we had white thunders league i guess that's your name i have to figure out what name i use every time (laughs) uh his league which is a ppr league but the draft we will be going over is our standard league which shout out to the rookie league is what they like to call it but if you see the premier league that really looks like the rookie league uh (laughs) but it was the rookie league standard 12 team uh one team dropped out literally the day of the draft so I ended up drafting and picking up that team as well. So I have a spot in there, and then I have the Cone team with my friend over here, White Thunder. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so we're going to get it started. Um, round one came around, and first pick off the board is Saquon Barkley. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. So let's talk about how what position we got. Uh, it was pretty cool to see uh, they did a little poker game. Uh, basically, five cards drawn. Best card got to choose their position in the draft. I don't know where we were uh, broken down in the best hand that was dealt. Right, but it was garbage. Yeah. So, but we chose <laughs> to go with. I believe it's the eighth position. Correct. That is correct. So we chose to be in the eighth position, which uh, we had discussed beforehand. We kind of liked. It's mid. Uh, when it comes to when you're dealing with Snake, uh, you, you're basically able to get that second player you really want pretty quicker than waiting that first round where you're, if that first pick, you're waiting 24 picks. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I personally don't enjoy being the first pick. Um, sure, you get your, your pick of, of the lot, you know, you're the best player that you think is going to be, you know, the, that star player for, for fantasy. So without any further ado... The first pick is in... Mr. Saquon Barkley. Um, To me, it seems like a fair pick to be the first overall. Uh, You're talking about the Defensive Rookie of the Year for 2018. He had about, what, 91 receptions, 721 yards, 4 touchdowns, 1,307 rushing yards with 11 touchdowns, and that's on 261 rush attempts. Um, to me, it seems very doable for him to repeat these numbers, given that he is the main focal point of that Giants offense. But what are your thoughts, Mr. L.A.? Uh, I've covered this in previous podcasts. Uh, you know, I feel like you can't go wrong on that first 
one, two, or three picks is just basically your choice of flavor of ice cream. Um, I'm not a Saquon Barkley kind of guy, and I've broken it down like I just said in the previous podcast. The reasons being is there's nobody else on that Giants team. So I'd rather have somebody who has couple more weapons on the team um, but we will break down the first three picks where there was a bit of surprise that uh kind of we did not anticipate him falling that no, far back no, no. so it was a pretty much a shocker for us um, from there the number two pick was in and that was no shocking mr alvin kamara uh you can't go wrong with that man uh that's from, your type of ice cream. That's my type of ice cream. A man who has a Michael Thomas, has a Drew Brees. Uh, he has a pretty good backup in the sense of, I believe, his backup is uh, the gentleman who played for the Vikings last year. Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. And the... The man is just a stud. Uh, Alvin Kamara is is now the workhorse of the team. There's no more uh, Mark Ingram. He's basically going to be the main focal point of that running backfield with Latavius giving him some uh, couple couple rushes off to be able to go ahead and uh, rest those legs and not take so much damage every down. So um, from there, the number three pick was a tad bit surprising to me just because I feel I, I have a little side bit going on. I think the man is going to take a couple games off. And when he comes back, you always got to remember, is he in football shape? Is he in game shape? It's not so much uh, is he in practice shape. That's completely different than being in game shape. So the third pick was Mr. Ezekiel Eddie Elliott, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Cabo himself. Correct. Um, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. So we all know he's a top five quality running back. Um, just looking over you know, last year's numbers, he had 304 rush attempts. Put up 1,434 yards, six touchdowns. They've also involved him in the passing game now. He's, he totaled 77 receptions. So, I mean, he's got the numbers. But, yes, most definitely, you know, the most recent news are that Jerry Jones suggested, didn't really confirm it, but suggested that Ezekiel Elliott is to be out six weeks. Now, that's six games that you're going to be without your first pick of the draft. Um you said you you and you've previously said it. You know you want to you want your first two picks to be your home runs. Correct. You need those points. You're talking about your elite players, and to go on the third pick in the first round for a player that you know is going to be out for Six. a good chunk of the fantasy season, even because yeah, because I mean, there's no, no, there's no answer. That's the thing. You're you're really kind of like. Hoping six weeks, you may be hoping three weeks. Um, there's no real answer. There's, there's, you're basically playing a mystery game. But the big thing is, I also read uh, Jerry Jones say a, a healthy Ezekiel for the playoffs is better than maybe anything else. So maybe he's hoping to hold them out a couple weeks. Um, you'll see what we did later. With that anticipation of him, I think, being out a couple weeks, I can see. I, I've been told that he just needs to play six games. So that tells you he needs to play six games. But I believe he also will get fined for every week that he does not play or participate. So he's not going to just be throwing out money. So I can see him coming in, taking a couple weeks to get into shape, and then he'll take over that uh, that uh, backfield. But getting back to what Luis was saying, Mr. White Thunder. White Thunder. Are you willing to risk your first pick in the first round for somebody who might not play a couple weeks uh i personally am not so that's my personal opinion we all have different opinions and we got to respect them but doesn't mean your opinion's right it sucks (laughs) (laughs) and that being cleared up the fourth pick in the draft like i said usually you know la and myself 
first six picks, we'll probably look for running backs because that's probably your best running backs available. And this was also a surprise for us. Uh, the fourth pick of that draft was Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Yes, he's probably the best receiver. Yeah, yeah. He's probably the best receiver in the, in the National Football League. He put up 115 receptions, 1,572 yards, and 11 touchdowns. And he's not slowing down. And he's not slowing down. His quarterback didn't change. You know, the team is pretty much the same. Um, Wolf Fuller is back and healthy. Who knows for how long? Same thing can be said for Kiki QT. Uh, Lamar Miller's out. So then those, so whatever targets were going to be for Lamar Miller are now going to be redistributed to the wideouts. What DeAndre Hopkins probably being the primary beneficiary of those. Um, so I have no problem with the pick um, itself. I just personally would have definitely gone with running back just because running backs do go quickly and are, you know, harder to come by. So besides my personal opinion is not the first six picks, I think – I'm going first whole round running back. Uh, I know when we did our solo draft for White Thunders League, I was looking at the the running backs available, and I was a little shocked that there isn't that many studs out there. So I really started thinking, man, I have to go running back that first round. So just looking at DeAndre Hopkins, you're not going to miss on him. The man's going to put up, you know, stud numbers. He's probably going to be your number one wide receiver at the end of the year, and you're not going to miss on that. I, I'll rather take a DeAndre Hopkins and Ezekiel Elliott and not know what's going to happen. So it, it's, it's a pretty good pick. Um, I still think you should go running back, but end of the day, this is a standard league, and you you should be looking to pick up a running back, not wide receiver in the first round, especially if you're in that first four positions. Uh, he probably won't be there in the second round when it comes back. I can understand if you really like the guy, you're going to pull the trigger. But back of the first. The back of the first, yeah. Especially on a... a like, like you said, on a standard league, because, yeah, he could catch 10 receptions for 120 yards, but that's just 12 points. You're not, you're not accounting for the 10 other receptions. Well, as a running back, you know, they can both receive and run the ball, um, and they can score touchdowns on both the ground or over the air. So, I mean, I think there's more value or more points to be scored on a standard league via a running back than what you would find through a wide receiver. So then moving on came the first surprise. Uh, you know, my excuse, my, my second you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're, you're second. The, the, the real shocker. You know what? Yeah. You could tell somebody, Saquon, Kamara, Elliott, Hopkins. They'll be like, okay, that makes sense. It's respectable. It makes like you're, you're thinking about, you know, long term. Then came the real big surprise. Patrick Mahomes going number five. Now, let me tell you, I'm all for going for the best player available. If you think the man is a stud, he's going to kill it, that's fine. I just personally feel you can get Patrick Mahomes in that second round. So you'll see what I'm talking about, meaning we haven't said Christian McCaffrey's name. (laughs) He's still available. We haven't said Le'Veon, and we haven't said David Johnson. So just imagine one of those three running backs with Patrick Mahomes, where here you've already pulled the trigger, you've shown your cards, you're all in on Patrick Mahomes, and he's probably going to go ahead and reward you, but how nice would it be to pair him with one of those stud running backs that we just mentioned? So Patrick Mahomes went fifth overall in the draft, first round. The man went ahead and put up stellar numbers as a rookie. He had a... Well, it wasn't really a rookie. It was well, the first year starter. It's his rookie season. He played, what, yeah, yeah, two, yeah. two games. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, he didn't start. So his first complete season as a starter. Yeah. He put up 
66% completion rate, 5,097 yards, 50 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He rushed for two touchdowns. He ran for an additional 272 yards. Good God. (laughs) My God. He still sounds like Kermit the Frog, but the man can uh, I think, ball. Uh, I, think this year, uh, I think this year we're going to go real far as we get to the playoffs, and I'm going to throw the ball. It's going to be pass-heavy offense. I, I, I'll tell you another thing that kind of just ties in with Patrick Mahomes that I'm just thinking about right now. It has nothing to do with draft, but just watching their preseason games, it's, it's pretty crazy that he played all three first games. Like He was out there where you see the approach the Rams have. I don't think their starters have played any games. And and Sean McVay, I did that last year. His starters didn't play one preseason game, one preseason snap at all. They didn't play one snap. But Patrick Mahomes was out there all three games, and he balled. I believe one night I texted Luis. I was like, 8 for 8, 126, and one touchdown. He's like, who? And I said, Patrick Mahomes. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, he's basically a... He's why he's the reason why he's on the cover of Madden. <laughs> um, following Mr. Patrick Mahomes, so yeah, that was the a shocker pick, and then we go on to the sixth pick, which is you know more 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 of a expected pick. It was a running back, Mr. David Johnson um, from the Arizona Cardinals. With this new system in play, I think I I firmly believe that David Johnson is going to come back to the top of the crop of running backs that he used to be. He we all know he's a dual threat. He can both catch uh, the ball and rush it and with Kiff Klingsbury's new system I think he's 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 bound to have a, a, a comeback season which I mean yeah last year was probably not his best season but he was still I think top 10 running back he had 940 yards seven touchdowns he had 50 receptions 446 yards and three touchdowns over the year as well so I mean the man put up numbers, and that was a, on, a, on a down season, you could say. So I believe this season he's easily going to eclipse 1,000 yards rushing and easily going to eclipse at least 500 yards receiving. Well, I'll tell you the one thing that I think David Johnson is going to go ahead and benefit the most from is the fact that he's actually got a pretty good, decent quarterback this year compared to Josh Rosen, who hasn't even won the starting job down there in Miami. So I think that's going to be the biggest benefit that David Johnson has is that he's going to actually have a quarterback who can go ahead and create. So I can see him being a decent pick when it comes to if you're picking in that sixth spot, you're probably thinking, Man, I didn't expect David Johnson to be there because it could easily have been Saquon, Kamara, Elliott, David Johnson, and we still haven't mentioned one name. And that next name is the team that I actually went ahead and picked up the spot for at number seven, Mr. Christian McCaffrey. What we like to go ahead and call as the suburban... Le'Veon. <laughs> Let's just look at these stats. The man in 2018 went ahead and put up 1,098 yards rushing. The craziest part, he averaged five yards a carry. He only had 219. You know what that tells me? Forget the fact that he only touched the ball 219. That means he wasn't utilized to the fullest. He wasn't getting 300 touches last year. He wasn't taking a pounding every down. I love that. I didn't even notice that till right now. That tells me he's going to go ahead and be fully utilized this year. 
only had 219 touches. So then when you look at the receptions he had, it was 107 catches for 867 yards. He also had 13 touchdowns total, seven rushing and six receiving touchdowns. The man fell to the seventh position in the draft. That is mind-blowing. He's going one, two, or three, and I got him in the seventh. That wasn't even, a, like, there was no need for me to go ahead and hesitate and, and wait and say, who am I going to pick? Luis, excuse me, White Thunder already knows this. He went ahead and did a draft for, with me over the weekend, and my picks come in instantly, take about two seconds. I just need to make sure that I'm picking the right person, and I'm in. When I saw Christian McCaffrey there, I said, I'm all in. I can't believe this just happened to me. Totally agree. Um, yeah, uh, we were both shocked. We're like, no way is, is is Christian McCaffrey dropping this slow. And not just him, but also the pick following him, which was our co-owned team. So he picked up Suburban Le'Veon, and we picked up Le'Veon. <laughs> um, we're, we're going. We're going. We're true believers in, in Le'Veon Bell putting up those uh, monster numbers again with the Jets. Um, people, you know, are, are skeptical because you know it's not the Steelers. It's not the Steelers' O line anymore. But you know, the man has talent. You know, he put up 1,291 yards on his last season. Nine touchdowns in the ground. 655 yards in the air. Two touchdowns in the air. And on top of that, 85 receptions. Um, you know, the Jets were able to make. Who was it? Who was the running back? Isaiah Crowell. He, Isaiah they, Crowell. They, they made him look like a decent running back. So imagine now with an actual talented running back like Le'Veon Bell. You know what? There's two things when I think about Le'Veon. Le'Veon's got a chip on his shoulder. He's going to want to go ahead and prove Pittsburgh wrong. And the second thing is he had a whole year off, which means that's not no wear and tear from a whole season. When you go ahead and look at Le'Veon's stats, one thing that stands out to me is the man carried the ball 321 times. That's what I'm talking to you when I'm talking about Christian McCaffrey when he had 200-plus carries. Le'Veon was a workhorse. He had to touch the ball 321 times, and that's not including the 85 receptions that means in total in a season he touched the ball for Pittsburgh 400 times the man has proven it I don't care what you say that New York Jets offensive line is a beast too they made Isaiah Crowell look like a stud I'm excited for Le'Veon I'm excited to see what he does in the Jets uniform the guy looks sexy as hell in green (laughs) and white and when you see those retro Jet uniforms he looks like a beast and you know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit of his college career with Michigan State he's back in that green and white and he looks like he's ready to eat so feed the man please the next pick coming in right after Le'Veon was Joe Mixon Joe Mixon's a stud man he went ahead and put up some solid numbers in that Bengals offense and just to break it down one thing I see again is he only touched the ball 237 times rushing attempts he had 1168 yards and eight touchdowns To go ahead and piggyback that, he had 43 receptions. So we know what Joe Mixon can do. And I just like the trend that I see is we've seen running back, running back, running back, running back. That's how it should go in the first round. From there, it did continue, and it was another running back, and that was Mr. Todd Gurley. To be honest with you, I was a little surprised. I thought we were going to go ahead and get Todd Gurley uh, in that second round. But you know what, he went ahead and was drafted in that first round, which is 
very respectable because you know what Todd Gurley did last year. Todd Gurley balled out. But there is some questions like you heard to our second episode is that knee. And we clarified the man does not run 41 miles per hour. <laughs> I still don't think he runs 21 miles per hour. But we know what Todd Gurley can do. He is a workhorse of the Rams offense. He's gonna, <laughs> Poor guy's going to go ahead and touch the ball. From the running side and the receiving side, he had 256 touches out the backfield. That's a lot of touches because I believe he didn't play the whole season. No, he missed out on the last couple the last couple games. That's when C.J. Anderson came in, who also put up some great numbers. I know he would have helped me win my fantasy season last year, but I was too busy to be able to make that switch of benching Todd Gurley and starting C.J. Anderson and... Well, the rest is history. Well, Todd Gurley still averaged a 4.9 average per rushing attempt. He had 1,251 yards, 59 receptions. Come on, the guy guy's a stud. We know he's a stud. We know what he's going to do. The thing is, is he going to go ahead and stay healthy? Um, that's the big question you should be asking yourself. But a late first-round pick? I like it. I really like it because you're getting a a number one running back. You're late and you can come back and get, you know, maybe a number one wide receiver or double down and get another number one running back. So you'll be set up with a pretty good solid workhorse of a running back backfield with two running back RB1s. But you kind of like got to like that pick at number 10. Todd Gurley, uh, I just thought he was going to fall a little more to us. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, Moving on from there. I, this this guy blows my mind because he's he's a stud. So Michael Thomas went number eleven in that first round. Michael Thomas is right up there with DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he is a stud. He puts up baller numbers. He just got paid, so you know he's happy. He's gonna make it rain with all that money and. He still got Drew Brees and now Alvin Kamara, but the man put up 125 receptions, 1,400 yards, and nine touchdowns, and only had two fumbles. That's crazy. He's touching the ball that many times and only had two fumbles. And I see the man run all types of uh, routes. He runs the slant, the out. He'll play the slot. He'll play the wide. He'll run the go. He can run whatever you want. And he's going to make sure that he gets his. And now that he's paid, you really got to wonder what else is he going to go ahead and do now that he's a happy, happy camper. The man had a 76% catch ratio in 2016 69 in 2017 and from there he went all the way up to 85 percent catch ratio that means out of 10 balls his way 8.5 were caught man tell me about solid consistent receiving and I could like that pick out of the 11 spot. You know, you could probably tell that person was like, man, Michael Thomas fell to me. Is he still going to be there in the second round? I need to pull that trigger now. And I like it. Uh, From there, the 12th pick was Mr. James Conner. He closed out the first round. James Conner running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, You know, the, the heir to... Le'Veon Bell's throne. Um, he really put up numbers last year. Um, we've mentioned him before. He had his, you know, he put up 
basically Le'Veon Bell numbers. He had 215 rushing attempts. He had 973 yards with 12 touchdowns on the ground. He got 55 receptions for 497 yards with a touchdown to go along with it. Um, I think that's a wonderful pick. I think at the back of the first round to get James Conner, who's going to be the starting running back, the one now fully vested in at the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, I think that's a great pick to close out. And not to mention, you know, this is the 12th pick, so now it's the turn. So now you're going to get your second pick back-to-back. And I have, to, I have to admit, it's a pretty nice pick. He went with Tyreek Hill. So it was James Conner followed by Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill, to me, he's, I mean, he's great. He's probably the fastest receiver in the league. But to me, he's a little, a little bit boomer bust. So he'll have one week with, you know, average of five, seven points. And then you have another week with, like, 25 points. So, I mean, it's, I like it. I like, I like getting Tyreek, but only if you're going to pair him up with a consistent receiver. Kind of like a, you know, Julio Jones or a Robert Woods if I could mention them, that, you know, is consistently going to get you, you know, those 15, 16 points, um, depending on the standard on, on scoring. But then you're also going to have that, that X factor of Tyree kill that, you know, that one week he may put up 25 points, 30 points. But then if he has a bad week where he only puts up seven, at least, you know, you have your other receiver that's going to be as consistent 17 weeks to, you know, counterbalance that. And from there, as you can tell, we are now in the second round. Uh, after that, the most probably the se- in the second round, the most notable pick that was still a shocker before our pick was Aaron Rodgers. The quarterback trend continued. Aaron Rodgers is a stud, but I just feel like you can get Aaron Rodgers a little later. There's no need to pull that trigger in the second and this round. Is, this is coming from a, a Packer fan. Yeah, I'm a Packer fan. I just feel you know. End of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to give you those numbers, but do you really want to use your second round pick on him? Um, that was literally the pick right before our next pick. Our second round pick. Mr. Nick Chubb. So you see the trend. We got a two-headed horse here. We got Le'Veon Bell and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb did not play all last year. He played, I believe, the second half of the season. He had 192 rushing attempts, eight touchdowns. He almost broke 1,000 yards. My goodness. And he didn't start the whole year. Remember, they had Carlos Hyde, who they ended up trading to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What can he do with the whole full season with an offense that looks amazing with Odell, Jarvis, Baker, and now Nick Chubb leading the way? I'm excited. And like I said, when you have Le'Veon and Nick Chubb, I can tell you, you you are sleeping like a baby, counting that money. Nick Chubb, give me a chubby, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So from there was the next pick I had for that team I picked up, which I love Devontae Adams. I had to pull the trigger on Devontae Adams. I'm not going to go ahead and let anybody else have Devontae Adams if we can't have him. So I said, let me go ahead and pick him up. So that gave us a Christian McCaffrey, Devontae Adams that's a solid team right there just in itself. Uh, you could say Devonta Adams can be a late first-round pick, and I wouldn't be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he puts up stud numbers. From there, the most notable pick right after was that another question mark everyone has, and that's Melvin Gordon. I was actually reading an article today that stated that Melvin was falling to the fourth round, and I did see that in other drafts. But in this particular draft, they were a little excited on him. I could see him being out a while. We know how those Chargers are. Those Chargers organization does not pay money. They don't pay money. They don't write checks. They it's don't stingy. 
super. They play in a soccer field. <laughs> Come on, they don't even. <laughs> and they f- can't even fill that up. Yeah, they couldn't even get their name right for the for the longest. They were calling themselves the San Diego Chargers, and then we know that bust they had when they rolled out that logo. Everyone laughed at them <laughs> for the longest. Come on, Melvin isn't gonna get paid. I, I we we actually were discussing this. We've been hearing rumbles of him possibly getting traded to Houston because you know that whole Lamar Miller issue that he uh, went ahead and got injured. Um, I don't like Melvin Gordon in the second round. Melvin Gordon last year in the second round, steal. This year with contract concerns, uh, you're, you're really hoping the man comes back. And it seems like the Chargers are ready to move on with it. Eckler and uh, Mr. Jackson. Hey, you know, just, just yesterday, um, there were some fans tweeting, you know, I told myself I wouldn't draft Melvin Gordon, but here I am, an itchy trigger finger in the sixth round. To which Mr. Melvin Gordon replied, LOL, sixth round you're debating, I'm offended. And this, and this was yesterday, so now there's, there's possible hints that, you know, that something could be coming up, but if history says anything, is that, you know, Spanos won't pay up. I got into a big discussion and argument at the draft. Come on now, these owners make billions of dollars. Yep. Pay the man. Who I heard somebody tell me at the draft, well, he hasn't played a whole season. He hasn't been healthy. <laughs> Who cares? Your whole offense it's is based, based around, this guy. around him. The Los Angeles Chargers drafted a fullback. They drafted one of the Watt brothers who played with Melvin at Wisconsin. So you're basically showing your cards that you're hoping that he's your workhorse. He's going to be the central focal point of your offense. So why not pay the man? What the hell are you thinking? You drafted Ryan Matthews a couple years before. He was a bust. So now you actually get a decent running back. His first season, he did have that whole issue where he couldn't score a touchdown. He, I think, got shut down right before he broke 1,000 yards. He was like at 990-something. But this last year, the guy was a stud. He catches the ball out of the backfield. He goes ahead, and as he runs, the office runs. I'm just mind blown that you can't pay him. I don't think he wants Le'Veon crazy type money. I know he wants to be right up there, like the 13 million, 14 million. Give him the money. Another thing, you got me on the hot topic. You got, you, you got. <laughs> You're fired up. Yeah, it just blows my mind. You got Philip Rivers for maybe. Let's say three to four more years. A Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. There's there's no doubt. He is a Hall of Fame caliber. Here's a quick question for you, just a side note. Eli Manning, without the two rings, would he be Hall of Fame? He he, he Eli Manning just he puts up good numbers, man. You gotta understand. So I you, li- you think he's Hall of Fame? He is. Without he, without the two rings. Okay, let's say he gets to the Super Bowl and he loses. You still gotta respect what he did with that. No, team. no, definitely, definitely, definitely. He's Hall of Fame with the Super Bowl just rings. A conversation he, yeah, he is Super Bowl. I mean, excuse me, he is Hall of Fame with the rings. Without the rings, you can throw that question mark. You know, but you also got to remember he beat the Patriots on that undefeated season. Shut up. So shut your stupid mouth right now. He's clutch. <laughs> Let's be honest, man. He's clutch. It's it's gonna sound crazy, and I'm gonna sound drunk. Was clutch. He was. He was. But he. You got to also remember, Father Time passes you. Imagine winning two Super Bowls. Imagine trying to wake up every day when you've already won two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. You, you've done your part. It's tough. For I know. the longest, I know. <laughs> for the longest, he had the one up on his brother, who everyone knows. Payne's is probably one of the greatest to ever play. End of the day, he beat Tom Brady undefeated season. 
to just answer your question, getting back to Philip, you got him for three, maybe four more years. At best. And you don't want to go all in? It's mind-blowing. What are you even doing? Okay, last part of this. The last part of my ramble. <laughs> you moved to L.A. I'm from L.A. When you're from L.A. and you got a team in L.A., you have to spend money. Yep. Do you understand the Lakers just got LeBron James and Anthony Davis? The Dodgers go in Every year, even the Clippers wrote the check for Kawhi Leonard. But you don't want to pay Melvin Gordon, but you want to be a focal team in Los Angeles. You're probably in the 10th spot now. I ain't going to lie. You're probably behind the Lakers. You're behind even the Dodgers. Excuse me. You are behind. Not even. You're behind the Dodgers. You're behind the Clippers. You're behind the Kings. You're behind the Rams. You're behind a whole lot of teams right now, and you don't want to cut a check for a running back when you have, like my man right here, White Thunder said, a Hall of Fame quarterback that's soon to retire, and you want to go ahead and play tight. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, Cool off a little bit. You seem a little agitated right now. I don't want to get you upset anymore. Um, We'll be going on, moving on to the draft. Uh, Just for time's sake, we're going to, Go quickly now through the rest of the picks, mainly going to focus on what we picked up. Um, going on to the third round, coming back around, um, L.A. over here picked up Mr. Aaron Jones, another Packer, coming from the Packer fan. But, I mean, it's understandable. Obviously, that's a good running back, good starting running back. As long as he keeps healthy, which I heard he has some hamstring issues, but as long as he keeps healthy, he's a top Top ten running back, and, yeah. And you're 100 percent right on that. Yeah, I'd be a hundred more ecstatic if it was a PPR league, but standard. I like the pick. Um, I'm close to loving it. Um, I'm really more. Let's see what it can do. Um, because it's a standard league. If it was like I said PPR, I'd be like, man, I can't wait. I got a steal. But just to kind of piggyback and come back to something that kind of shocked me, I think it also shocked you. And we were kind of excited. And you were there at the draft, and you're like, you're screwing me over. I hate <laughs> the fact that you picked up the other team. We were like, there's no way this is about to happen. No way it's gonna happen. And we already started fighting, and we were going back and forth. Was Juju fell to the third round? That was we were so close. Yeah, it was literally. So close. Literally a pick before us, Juju was taken. And I can tell you, if he was there, I probably would have took him. Maybe yeah, would have listened yeah. to, you know, White Thunder, if what he had to say. But, come on, Juju in the third round? That's crazy. Juju is the – you're basically telling me you're taking last year's A.B. in the third round. That's yeah. what he is. Yep. His last year's A.B. And A.B. went before him. Exactly. A.B. went before him. And Juju I, – I remember I was the biggest fan of Juju. Yep. Mr. White Thunder, he was like, Juju? Really? Juju? Are you sure you want Juju? I was like, I want Juju. I want Juju no matter what. He's my number one wide receiver. I promise you he's going to ball. And I was like, it's PPR league. I was like, he's going to ball. The man's going to put up stud numbers. He's like, I don't know. The man is consistent. Yes, AB had more touchdowns, but nobody had more receptions and more yards on that Steeler offense than Mr. Juju. So if you're going to draft uh – this weekend is probably the last weekend for drafts. Um, make sure you get some some shares of Juju. <laughs> Following Juju, like I said, went Aaron Jones. We picked up uh, Damian Williams. We needed to get a piece of that uh, Chief offense pie. Um, Everybody what, eating that Chief Whatever you could, just get it. So Damian Williams, not a bad pick, especially not in the third round. So we went running back, running back, running back. Usually we try to balance that out, but 
you know, you also want to look at the value that's there in front of you. And Damian Williams on the number, possibly the number one offense in the NFL, their starting running back, whoever it is. I mean, if Damian Williams or whoever the starting running back is for the Chiefs offense, you want to have. Yeah, and kind of just saying what you're trying to get to here is basically, th- think about it like this. We got Kareem Hunt in the third round. Because Kareem Hunt in the yeah, Chief offense basically. was a first or second round pick. So basically, we got Kareem Hunt in the third round, but his name now is Damian Williams. So we know what he can go ahead and do. We saw him, what he did when Kareem Hunt got suspended. So kind of getting back to what you said, we went running back, running back, running back. We kept to our strategy, and that's best player available. End of the day, he fits right in. We got a flex position, and he's going to fit right into that flex position. Imagine in our bye weeks, we're not really going to feel any pain because we're still going to have two solid running backs at all times. Yep. So I love the pick. I, I, I like, like you said, I like how you put it. We're getting a piece of that cheese, uh, chief pie, and end of the day, everybody in that chief offense is going to eat, even, you know, Sammy Watkins. So you got to like the pick, and you'll see what we did a little later, which White Thunder did, which I love that we did, just to go ahead and, you know, what we discussed in previous, you know, podcasts is that handcuff, handcuff, handcuff. But from there, uh, there was a player that I really like, and that's Mr. Amari Cooper went right after. Uh, from there, any uh, notable names that I see is, uh, you know, a Derrick Henry. A Derrick Henry had a pretty good second half of the season, and he went late third round. Uh, from there, coming back to the I, fourth. Which, personally, personally, I wouldn't have taken him third round. I would have waited definitely two or three rounds more. I agree. Especially because instead of picking Derrick Henry, you could have picked up Sonny Michel, who I'm, I'm a huge fan of, personally. Not just because I'm a Patriots fan, but... Of the player himself, um, especially now that they're going to involve him a lot more in the passing game, I think he's got a much more value. Sure, it's not a PPR league, but he'll be receiving, and he can receive touchdowns. So, to me, that's a much higher value than Derrick Henry, personally. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of the Derrick Henry, but I can see, you know, you need a running back. You feel like, oh, my God, you're feeling a little desperate. You're going to pull that trigger on Derrick Henry just because of what you saw. I think he had one of the longest runs last year where he basically. I mean, he's a monster. He's huge. He looked like Marshawn. He stiffed arms. If you you could guarantee that I'll be getting the Derrick Henry from weeks 14 through 16, then, yeah, I'll take him third round. But if I'm going to get Derrick Henry from weeks 1 through 13, then eh, I'll pass. So our next pick in the fourth is This is where, where I got heated. This, this is where I got this heated. Where, this is where I let the reins off the horse a little bit and let, let him Shut go ahead. Shut the fuck up. I, <laughs> I personally don't like the pick, and I'll tell you why. Because who was available? We went ahead already made a dinner bet. Let's take it. Yep, yeah, we did. We made a dinner bet. And this is really a toss-up. It's just basically getting back to how we started and what I said is, what's your flavor of ice cream? You had Robert Woods or Stefan Diggs. I like Diggs. I like Woods. I, I think White Thunder didn't know what kind of numbers you know Diggs put up because everyone thought about that Vikings offense and that Viking offense was not living up to the hype. But he still put up stud numbers. I just kind of personally like going with Diggs because I had a strategy in the sense of what we came to do with the next pick. And you'll see what we came to do. And and we, we literally talked about this. We talked about, I mean, we went over numbers for Robert Woods versus Stephon Diggs. I am a still firm believer that I, we, I made the right choice with Robert Woods. Yes, there's a lot more to go through. But, I mean, that Rams offense, I, in my opinion, is a lot more explosive than the Vikings offense. Especially that this year the Vikings offense is going to be more rush heavy instead of pass heavy. Whereas yeah. the Rams, I mean, they're 
they're all around balanced. Um, Robert Woods had about, I believe, 130 targets last year, put up over 1,200 yards, nearly got, I think he got six touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. So even, you know, people may say, what about Brandon Cooks? What about Cooper Cup? Even when those three were all on the field, he was still being the number one target for Jared Goff. Yeah. So I, I do see, the, you know, the pros to that. I just felt like so, yeah. you're going to so, see. So, yeah, we want to make official that if Robert Woods has better overall numbers than Stephon Diggs, uh, I'm going to get some steak dinner. <laughs> and if Stephon Diggs has a better uh, season than Robert Woods, I'm going to get some tacos from, from <laughs> TJ for, for uh, Amaya. Tight, for LA, my bad. Tight mother. <laughs> so you're just going to see what I mean when our next pick kind of tells you what I'm talking about. But the next pick on the other team is Mr. Philip Lindsay. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm excited for him. I feel like. I would have taken him over Derrick Henry. Definitely. I, that's for sure. We were literally having the discussion before the podcast started, and I was telling him, I feel like Philip Lindsay is. Last year's Christian McCaffrey, and what I mean by that is, you probably could have got him late second. How the, the value, the, the value, value, the value's there. The value and what I mean it. by that is, getting him in the fourth, I think is going to be a steal. And what I mean is That's that right. we got McCaffrey in the fourth. Yeah, and what I mean by that is, next year Philip Lindsay's not going in the fourth. He, first, he's second. yeah, first, second, maybe early third. I can really see first, second. Um, I would be getting back to my Aaron Jones pick way more excited if it was PPR, but I'm still excited because I feel Philip Lindsay is going to put up some monster numbers. We already know running backs come out of Denver, Terrell Davis, Clinton Portis. I can go for days. You know what I mean? Philip Lindsay is going to get his. So I love the pick, especially at number four. And like Mr. White Thunder said right now, how the hell are you going to take Derrick Henry before Philip Lindsay? Everybody, you know, has their flavor of ice cream. But from there, notable names that I did see go was Mr. Tevin Coleman was late fourth round. And to end the fourth round was Mr. Diggs. So he fell that far back. So that tells you not too many people were excited. And we'll find out at the end of the year who was right or wrong. But coming back around, here's a little strategy I had. And let's see if you guys can go ahead and see it. I was excited for this pick, and that's Mr. Tyler Boyd. It's funny. Somebody at the draft was telling me Tyler Boyd actually had better numbers when A.J. Green was on the field. So that's and just, crazy. A, just a notable mention, um, so he got Tyler Boyd on, this is what, the fifth round, seventh pick, right? Before him, just about three picks before him, Mr. T.Y. Hilton was barely taken off the draft board. That tells you how much his value or his stock has dropped ever since the Andrew Luck retirement was announced. Um, I still think, I mean, uh, it's going to be 50-50. I mean, on one side, exactly, on one side you have Tyler Hilt, uh, T.Y. Hilton, which is, you know, he, he's, he's talented. He's a talented dude. But then the other side is who's going to be throwing the ball to him and how much can we trust Jacoby <laughs> Brissett to put up those numbers that, you know, yeah. Andrew Luck would have put up with them. Um, just wanted to mention that. Uh, but, yep, kept going through, so you, and we got Tyler Boyd. So you're going to see my little uh, little strategy I pulled off, and I was super excited to do what I did. And I was take Mr. Tyler Boyd, and then you're going to see what I did right after. But our next pick on the co-owned team was Cooper Cup. I have a and, man crush on this guy. And I'm you not going to lie. see why I didn't like that Robert Woods. I'm getting Woods. a bigger tubby. <laughs> Did not like that Robert Woods pick. And that's because 
now we have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yeah, I get, I'll tell you this: the yeah. Robert Woods is the healthier of the two, stays healthier. So I like that. But then I think Cooper Cup has more upside, and I see Cooper Cup putting up better numbers because he showed it when he was healthy. So just the fact that our first two wide receivers are all on the same team. It doesn't which, which it, exactly. I mean, it makes me a little uneasy as well because I usually don't like to stack up on the same team. But it's the Rams' offense. I mean, you got to talk about one of the top three offenses in the NFL. You know, the ball is going to be in the air. It's going to go through. Brandon Cooks has a history of getting hurt. Um, Cooper Cup is just coming back from the ACL, so we don't know if he's going to be at a thousand percent. I mean, I'm reading reports out of training camp that you know it is. He is coming back healthy, faster than ever, so on and so forth, right? But we don't know. So, I mean, if they were both to, you know, light it up, I mean, we, we got ourselves two, two wide receivers in the fourth and fifth rounds that, you know, are, are bound to put up big numbers on a big offense. So, going on, moving on from there, we went ahead and ended the fifth round. The next pick for us in that snake draft was the sixth round, and that's a pick that I'm pretty excited for. Yeah, I mean, that's Mr. Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. I think he has the potential to go ahead and have – Better numbers than Keenan, honestly. He's just more physical. He's bigger. He's a he can do the deep threat. He can run that go. He had ten touchdowns. That's crazy. Ten touchdowns. So I remember watching one game and that was against Denver. And I believe he was a focal point in that final drive. Yep. He caught the touchdown and then they went ahead and went for two. And who do you think they went ahead and focused on, Mr. Mike Williams? Right back at him. So I'm excited for that pick. I think it's great value in the sixth. Um, I could see him next year not being there in the sixth. I yeah, could see I him so. going a lot higher. But the big thing when it comes to Mike Williams, as Phillip Rivers goes, Mike Williams is going to go. So he's just the healthier of him and Keenan. Um, I feel he has the potential. He's a big the dude, too. I mean, he's, he's what, 6'4", 220? He's huge. And he's just 24. And the, and the Chargers were so excited for him when they got him yeah. when they got him out of Clemson he was their first overall pick in the uh, in the draft a couple years 2017 so moving on from Mr. Mike Williams was my next pick and this is where I'm going to tell you my strategy which at, which at this point I knew what was coming it was, he, it was he pretty, was like you know what's next right and I'm like yeah I know what's next Mr. A.J. Green dropping to the six. AJ, Which, funny enough, I in one of my leagues, I also picked him up in the sixth oh round. Oh, my God. A.J. Yeah. Green is a not gift. a – come on. A.J. Green – if I told you A.J. Green was healthy, A.J. Green is going in the first or second round. He used to go in the first round. Second round, for sure. Healthy A.J. Green, come on. The man is a top five wide receiver. To get him in the sixth and to get his backup, which – will be the number one wide receiver in Cincinnati, Mr. Tyler Boyd, right before him. And then to come back and get A.J. Green, who has the upside of being a number one wide receiver. My God, I just blessed my team. I'm basically going to go ahead and have the number one wide receiver from Cincinnati no matter what. And we know they like to go ahead and throw that ball. And like I said, somebody at that draft told me Tyler Boyd actually had better numbers when A.J. was healthy. So imagine I can go ahead and sit on A.J. being hurt. I believe he's out something like three to four weeks. Really doesn't matter because I got Tyler Boyd. And then when he comes back and if he comes back like the A.J. Green he is, I basically got a first or second round pick in the sixth. So thank you. 
And just real quick to mention, if you want a piece of that uh, Bengals offense, um, while A.J. Green is out, they've announced that the starter opposite of Tyler Boyd is going to be Damian Willis, a rookie. So it's not John Ross, as some may think, just because of the years that he's been with the team. Um, it's Damian Willis. So, I mean, not to say to reach for him, but, you know, if you're nearing those the end of the draft and, you know, you're just looking what to pick up, you might want to take a look at Damian Willis, who will be starting Week one opposite of Tyler Boyd. But as you can see with our previous picks, the strategy continues. Best player available. It didn't matter that I went ahead and took Tyler Boyd. I'll go ahead and take A.J. Green right off your hands right after because I'm getting one of the best. Completely agree with you. Um, Like I said, I also picked him up and I'm going to put him in my IR spot, which by the way... I love having an IR spot. Oh, man, that's a blessing. <laughs> um, going on to the next, you know, the rounds continue. You know, AJ Green, we're going back down. Now we're in the seventh round. And here's a quick shocker. The Bears defense. <laughs> <laughs> you're so stacked Se- that you need a defense. Seventh round, fifth pick, and you're taking the Bears defense. Let's, 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 let's look at this team, too. You got Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, Mark Ingram. Okay, you got a pretty good, decent two running backs. Then you got... David, David Montgomery. Montgomery. I like him, by the way. Okay, that's fine. You still, you still don't got a wide receiver. Then it was the obvious pick. You got Chris Godwin. Because he needed a receiver. Then you continue and you went Calvin Ridley. And then you said, you know what? It's time. Fuck it. Bears defense. <laughs> so not only did you get Patrick Mahomes in the first, you got the Bears in the seventh. So that was mind-blowing. I don't know. I mean, they're they're stacked, but they're I I personally don't go for defense until maybe like the fifteenth or sixteenth round. Just to throw some names out there, you still got Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, Latavius Murray. You got D.D. Westbrook, Austin Eckler, who's <laughs> probably going to be starting Week One for the Chargers' offense. I would much rather take him. Yeah, sure, he might not be the start of the entire season, but I mean, good lord. So he's a starter running back right now. What I would like to go ahead and call you is. This year's donation. Thank you for this year's donation Thank to you. Fantasy Football. Thank you. And we'll gladly take your money. Uh, our next pick. We're going to go make some jerseys <laughs> for Not Another Fantasy Podcast some merchandise. Uh, our next draft pick. Well, my next pick was Sammy Watkins. So, as you can see, I did not care that I had just drafted two wide receivers. Sammy Watkins balled in that, that Chiefs offense. Chiefs pie oh, offense. Oh, my God. I'm excited for Sammy Watkins. All it takes is Tyreek Hill to get hurt or Tyreek Hill to unfortunately be a bad father. And, and pass away. And, and <laughs> get suspended <laughs> and or get out. something. And we got Sammy unfortunately, Watkins. Unfortunately, though, Sammy Watkins is the one that has the history of getting hurt. Yeah, Sammy got that history of getting hurt, but I'm surprised, to be honest, Tyreek Hill didn't get suspended at the start of the year. After literally everything pointed that he was going to be out. And especially the way he answered the reporter's questions with the fact that him and his son would like to go ahead and <laughs> play Avengers. Uh, yeah. Okay, buddy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Strike you down with my hammer, bitch. <laughs> Our next pick on the co-ed team is a uh, co-ed team is Mr. Robbie. Anderson. Yep. Woo. I think Sam Darnold is going to take a big step in the second year around. They brought in Le'Veon Bell. I mean, obviously, they're, they've, they're building a nice team. Um, Sam Darnold in the preseason has looked sharp. Um, and Robbie Anderson is their deep threat. So, I mean, that's, that's the guy. That's the outside guy, right? But, but, you know, this preseason, they've been really working him with inside routes. So, they really want to work him from both death slot and out, which that just tells me, more targets, more receptions, more yards, more opportunity for, you know, 
scoring. Um, so I, I really like that pick. Um, we were debating, you know, do you want Watkins or do you want Anderson? So we were, they were going to go back to back. No matter what. No matter what. But we were just like, who do you like better? Basically, what players fit what team better? And, and <laughs> Robbie Anderson in the seventh, you're crazy. That guy has so much upside. Yep. Guy is a stud and a steal all in one. So if you get Robbie Anderson in the seventh, you got to be excited. I am. I'm very excited right now. Our next pick <laughs> was one I had to go ahead and convince this man, but I just see so much value, and I said he's still available. I know I don't like to usually do this, but why not? Drew Brees. Drew Brees to go ahead and pair up. Just listen to this lineup. Drew Brees, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb, Damian Williams. So there's our flex. Robert Woods. Robert Woods, even though I don't agree with the pick, the numbers back up. It's just the fact that... It's just he, the name. It's not a pretty name. It, no, it, it's really just, can he go ahead and do it back-to-back years? His dong to the hang that and, low. And you know one thing? <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I'm a big enthusiast of stats. I love football in and out. Robert Woods went to USC. He was a stud at USC. The thing that sticks to me is he played in Buffalo, and he, he I, it wasn't his fault. He didn't I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo sucked yeah. a shitload so, up until last I year. I just feel like this is the year he's going to prove if he can go ahead and do this in... Every year and out. So he's your number one wide receiver. Then you got Cooper Cup, then Mike Williams, and then Drew Brees. Come on. That's that's a steal in the eighth. You're playing. And then right after that pick is, I know Luis has something for this guy. I don't know if he's got a crush on him, wants to give him a blowy or something. But he went up and picked up Mr. Lamar Jackson. I'll admit it. I picked him up in another league myself. I'm very... Uh, Listen, Excited, if Lamar aroused can, by the fact that you know after I saw that thirty-yard run against the Packers, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I want to touch myself to this every let, night. Let me tell you, that's a little scary, and you're frightening me here a little bit. But I'll just tell you like this: touch myself. Let me just tell you, <laughs> Lamar Jackson has a lot of upside, man. And Lamar, if you're listening, I am your number one fan. Forget the whole, can he throw the ball? The man can run the offense. The man can get you Just dubbies. don't get hurt. That's the scary part. That's the only thing that scares me when it comes to Lamar Jackson. But just looking at their preseason games, it looks like they're, they're doing the right thing and approaching it the right way and going to try to go ahead and keep him healthy for the whole year. So I had to. I'm going to try to take Lamar in every draft that I'm in. And our, you know, so only uh, Mr. White Thunders League here, I took Lamar Jackson. I just feel like I'm getting a running back at quarterback. Why not? Like, why not? And that was pretty much the reason why I took on, my, on that solo league that he's talking about. I took Kyler Murray. Um, you know, everybody was like, oh, you took Kyler Murray? It's like, well, fuck you. It's mine. <laughs> I took him in the 11th round. Um, I think he's going to be basically kind of like a Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen kind of thing where it's going to be a lot of running. Um, and, you know, for a quarterback to rush that much, it's basically like you're adding another running back to your team, which, you know, yards are easier to come by, points are easier to come by, touchdowns are worth six points, so they're worth more than passing touchdowns. Um, so that's why I felt it was the right pick. So moving on from our quarterback picks, um, our a couple picks I'm excited for, and I, I made this bet. Um, we basically took some people's handcuffs. The next pick I went ahead and made on that solo team is Mr. Tony Pollard. Let me tell you. Starting running back for week one. The man was a wide receiver, transitioned to running back yep. from college. Yep. The man, 
I can easily see. There's, like, let's be honest. There's talk that even when Ezekiel comes back, it's gonna be a one-two punch. So what does that tell you? What do the Cowboys see in him? They see a whole lot of potential. Do you think Zeke will take that though? Do you think Zeke will accept sharing his his workload? Would you if you got paid fifteen million dollars and you didn't have to touch the ball as much? Uh, yeah. the, the, man, the man wants to be the 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 sole star of it, you know. He doesn't want to. As long as he you're wants winning, the, he wants the glory and the money. I get you, but you know, there's been some solid one-two punches in the. In and the just past. as a side note, I'll I'll take a hundred thousand dollars to do, not do shit. <laughs> you don't have to pay me the fifteen there's million. Been, you know what? There's been some great one-two punches. I'll give you some: Lindell White and Chris Johnson, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. So you're, if you're telling Ezekiel, "Hey, man, you get yours, you eat," but at the same time, you're not going to go ahead and take that much punishment because we got this second punch in this Tony that's going to go ahead and make sure that we go ahead and produce when you go ahead and need some downs off and you're still winning and you're still getting paid you think Ezekiel's gonna be mad at that but my whole point what I'm trying to get to is if you're drafting Ezekiel Elliott draft your handcuff bro why are you not insurance my goodness why are you not taking Tony Really? Please ask yourself that. Okay, you're excited. Oh, okay, Ezekiel is going to play. Oh, okay, he's for sure going to sign his contract. Uh, then why the fuck aren't you signing his fucking... Why aren't you not drafting his handcuff? End of the day, even if Ezekiel takes one or two weeks off. Let's say he takes two weeks off. That means you don't have your first round pick for two weeks. Really? You're willing to take two L's just because you don't want to go ahead and use the handcuff? I'm sorry. And even then... I'm telling you, it's going to be a one-two punch. I've told people, I don't think Ezekiel plays this year. Unless the Cowboys are willing to go ahead and write that check, I can see Ezekiel being stubborn and not caring and being I in think, Cabo. I think he does. Play. I mean, I don't think he plays anytime soon, but I think he plays this season. I think the Cowboys are more willing to pay up than what the Chargers would be willing to pay let, for. Let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you something. They call me El Brujo. And why they call me El Brujo, let me just give you a little breakdown. Could you bitch. Let me tell you this. You I made bitch. a $100 bet. That Tony Romo would never come back to a Cowboys team and that Dak Prescott would take over that offense. Paid money in my pocket. Next year, I said, Patrick Mahomes will go ahead and be the number one quarterback in the NFL over Aaron Rodgers. Sign that check. Go cash it. I'm telling you this year, Ezekiel Elliott is going to miss time. And on top of that, I can see him possibly missing the whole year. Okay, no, no. I need you. I need you to give me something. What's going to be the bet here? Is he going to play season? Yes or no? He's if he plays, he plays the last six games. That's it. Ah, okay, no. that's it. Fuck that. I can see that. I'm not taking. <laughs> I'm not taking Ezekiel for missing ten games. Yeah, I'm yeah, good yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm good on that. So the next one we went ahead and took was Mr. Justin Jackson, which I think is it's like Mr. White Thunder said over here. He's really going to be the handcuff to Melvin Gordon. It's not going to be Eckler. Eckler's that third down back. He's coming to catch balls out the backfield. He can't carry the ball 20 times again. And just with the small sample that, I, that we saw from Justin Jackson, for me personally, was a lot more excited about seeing him play, a lot run the more. ball, than seeing Eckler. I mean, Eckler's a good running back. I don't have anything against him. But I think he's a smaller dude, and I, th- I just think um, Justin Jackson is a much overall better running back. Yeah, and, and I could see the upside. And, and definitely when he was on the field and touching the ball, he was making things happen. Um, I know he took over the starting role a little bit when Melvin got hurt last year, and he looked solid. The man looked like he was producing. Yep. So I like the pick. I just feel like you could have waited a little longer, but it, it's a good pick. There's value, a lot of value there. So moving on from there, we went ahead and covered our tight end position. Which, uh, there. 
It's okay. It was, I, I'm not. There was not, there was really nothing left. I'm, was, not, I'm not entirely uh, excited about this one. My chubby goes down a little bit when I see this one because I picked up Mark Andrews. Um, he showed some promise, you know, with with Lamar Jackson. Um, however, he is technically the second tight end in the team. Showed a lot more potential than the first pick, um, Hayden Hurst, but. But I know uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too worried. You know, at this point, there was not too much. So, if anything, I can just stream my tight end position based on matchups. Look, let me break it down to you like this. I watch a whole lot of football, and break what I mean that by shit. that, what I mean by that is, I've seen this Baltimore offense operate. They're not going to be somebody who throws the ball deep down the field. Yeah. They're going to run slants. They're going to run outs. Who right. runs slants and outs? Tight ends. Tight ends. Who is the blanket for a quarterback? tight ends. So I can see the value here in the PPR oh, league. a lot, a lot. It's a good pick. Standard is going to be maybe and, like five points And let's game. backtrack a little bit because you're probably like, what? What do you mean there was nobody left? There was people left, but there's a lot of things you got to go ahead well, and... Well, not, not, none of the juicy Let me Let me tell you what I mean. Let me tell you. Let me break it down for you. What I mean is that there are limits. What I mean is this league has a limit on running backs, which is six. And with our plan, we're not going to go ahead and use our, our running back pick right there because we, we had a strategy that we want to go ahead and cover, and you'll see what we went ahead and did. Yeah, there was still an AP available, but like I said, it wasn't part of our strategy. So Mr. Mark Andrews fit this team better. He has upside and he has the potential to be a stud because, like I said, I've watched that Baltimore offense, and I can guarantee that they're going to go ahead and not be running deep routes. They're going to go ahead and let their receivers, tight ends, beat you off the line and run quick slants and outs. And from there was my next pick, which was Greg Olson. If I told you Greg Olson round 10, good old days, Greg Olson was Mr. Travis Kelsey. He was money. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. He was Agreed. money. So. Agreed. Why not? Why not take Mr. Greg Olson at round 10? Uh, moving on from there, I went ahead and just, you know, just made sure that my Lamar Jackson pick paid off. And I, and in, a, in a way, you got your handcuffs, so yeah, to speak. Just in you're, case. You're getting your insurance for your quarterback. Just in case Lamar gets hurt or, you know what, Lamar doesn't live up to the hype. I took some advice from Mr. White Thunder and basically just... I feel Mr. Wentz is going to ball out again this year. Yep. Um, he's hungry. He got his contract. He keeps hearing about the fact that, you know, he's a bad teammate. Um, he, he got did reinforced it. in the wider position with Deshaun yep. Jackson coming back. And on top of that, he didn't win that Super Bowl. So he still has a lot to prove. He had them on track to win the Super Bowl. But he but didn't he win it. Didn't it wasn't win. him. It wasn't him. Yep. So he's still hungry. So getting Mr. Wentz in the round 11 – that's a steal. I, I really like that pick. So, here in the eleventh round is where I I took my own advice of um, well, we took our own advice of handcuffing, and we had Damian Williams. And here in the eleventh round, it's been a lot of things coming out of you know uh, the Chiefs training camps about Darwin Thompson, rookie running back who has now technically leaped Carlos Hyde in the death chart, and it is now rumored that Carlos Hyde is going to be even cut before the start of the season. I saw some, you know, I was watching the Chief preseason game, and I, the one thing, literally, when I turned on the TV, I think we were watching the game is fumble, and that was yeah. Carlos Hyde. So yeah. I could see him getting cut. This is more of a, if this rookie starts balling out and he starts getting more touches, we went ahead and ensured that that Damian Williams pick didn't hurt us. And what we mean didn't by co- that didn't is cost it's, us that third it's getting pick. back to full circle, and that's that piece of that Chiefs pie, ensuring that we have some of it. So no matter what, if Damian Williams starts losing touches, 
we got the rookie and we're covered. So <laughs> just to let you know, right after that pick, <laughs> Mr. Crosby from the Packers was taken. So 11th round. High quality kicker. High quality. You know, you got to ensure you fill that kicker spot. Nothing like an 11th round oh, pick. And also just mentioning what's funny of this at the beginning of the 11th round. Carlos Hyde went before Darwin Thompson. So, I guess somebody knows a little something more than us because... Yeah, I talked to Mahomes a lot, so he was telling me the ins and outs. <laughs> From there, we went ahead and uh, took Mr. Geronimo Allison. I'm, I'm really high on this man. When he's on the field, um, I believe he was injured last year. Yep. And the guy has so much upside. He, he's a stud. He when he stays healthy, he can literally be that number two to Devontae Adams. Um, he has the speed. He can run the slant. He can burn you. He can beat the one on one if he needs to. Aaron Rodgers trusts him, so that's a huge thing. Like, does Aaron Rodgers trust you? And we kind of saw that last year. A lot of people thought Jimmy Graham was going to ball, and you really got to question: Did Aaron trust him? Like, did he know that he was going to be where he needed him to be when that ball left his hand? Yeah. He trusts Geronimo, and I can tell you, anybody with the name Geronimo, I want on my yeah, team. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then back-to-back back next to Geronimo, you know, because one of these two white is going to have to hit. And the one following Geronimo was Mr. Var- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, which is another rumor to be the number two. So, I mean, obviously Geronimo and Marquez are fighting the number two spot. Um, rumors have been that Marquez might take it, but it's already going to be, you know, as, as, as the season goes through. Either or, we got ourselves a number two wide receiver for the Packers, which is huge. Yeah. Especially down here at the 12th round. Definitely, definitely. And then moving on to the 13th, um, I went ahead and picked up Mr. Jamal Williams. Yes, you did. It's your handcuff. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Handcuff for Aaron, yeah, Aaron Jones. Um, I later picked up Ido Smith. Just in case Devonta Freeman, you know, does his thing again and gets hurt, at least we're ready. Who will be? Who would I mean technically step up to be the number one running back for that Falcons offense? Uh, following that round, just in case that Mark Andrews uh, draft pick doesn't go through as expected, we got Austin Hooper, who, who has a lot of potential. Who has be potential because I mean Matt Ryan likes to throw the ball. He yeah. likes to spread the ball around. I mean, it's that piece of the Falcon pie, you exactly. Know? Just a little bit, yeah. Not a big piece, but you just want to taste it. He has upside. Give me the whipped cream. Yeah. Yeah, and and to be honest, put it on my back, face. Getting a little back to that Jamal Williams and big, slap me. At the end of the day, Jamal Williams was putting up some numbers at the end of the year, so I can see him transitioning to maybe being the starter, even if Aaron's healthy, because he can be more of that traditional running back. Aaron Jones is that catching the ball out the backfield, so. I like the pick, especially round 13. He hasn't showed you no reason to fall to the 13th round. But moving on from there, as we were discussing, we went with Austin, just to, just in case that Mark Andrews doesn't pan out. But I went with Mr. Devin Singletary, which I've been hearing a lot of good things. I, I even heard that, let it be known that later on in the season, he might be the starter. And you got to remember, LaShawn McCoy is still there. So I was... Looking at LaShawn just dropping, dropping, I was wondering, why is he dropping? What's going on? Like, is he hurt? And I did a little more research, and I started looking into Devin Singletary and the fact that he's a rookie and that they're talking about that he might steal that starting job from him. Taking him in the 14th, why not? Literally, why not? You're you're, you're low-risk, high-reward kind of thing. Um, Nearing the end of the draft, you want to look for that player that, you know, might, 
breakout. Um, I, I told a couple of buddies of mine, you know, look for that rookie. Look for that rookie wide receiver. Look for that rookie running back that, you know, second half of the season might be just that boom, you know, that you wouldn't expect. And, you know, you're not paying anything for him. You're just paying your last last pick of the draft. Um, just to close out our, our draft picks, um, we took the Ravens defense. Uh, L.A. took the Browns defense. I'm not really – I mean, I like the Ravens defense, but I'm usually not tied down to a defense in particular. I usually – stream it or just look based on matchups who's playing who and try to gauge it on that that way it's not i'm not trying to you know hold on to my defense or i won't put up um, in my bench you know because i think just holding on to a defense in your bench spot is taking up space for what could potentially be a running back receiver quarterback etc um anything I'll i'll be honest with you the ravens defense falling to 15 i like it i'll tell you why I can see where you don't really like to stick to a defense, but when I look at defense, I want a defense who has a knack for turning over the ball. And we all know that Raven defense is a monster, no matter if Ray Lewis has retired or not. Terrell Suggs is in. Eric Weddle left. Eric, yeah, get out of here. Eric Weddle was – don't even get me started on Eric yeah, Weddle. He's good. He's good. He was an undersized safety. I've seen so many times Eric Weddle get trucked. Yeah. Trucked. So Eric Weddle was not a big focal point of that Ravens defense. That focal point of the Ravens defense. It's all in the box. It's not even the box. It's that attitude. It's the fact that playing in there in Baltimore, playing in that foggy stadium where the fans are just going crazy. So I think it's more of a just something that's ingrained in that Baltimore team that no matter what, they're always going to just have a a defense that's filthy and grimy and going to go ahead and turn over the ball. And they play in that AFC North where they play that smash mouth football with the Steelers. Browns, Bengals, everybody goes at it when it's division games, you know what I mean? So I like the Ravens defense, and that's why I picked the Browns defense. The Browns defense is stacked. Ooh, I like it. Stacked. Yep. Miles um, Garrett is a beast. Ward. Um, Ward is a beast. Uh, yeah, that defense definitely – that team in general is – if they, you know, produce as expected, that's a playoff run. But they also have the, the biggest potential to be the biggest flop. That's what I'm saying. If, <laughs> if they produce what is expected. So, I, just the fact that, come on, they, they've already proven a lot, the fact that they've won more than one game. They couldn't even win the one game for the longest. And technically, I think they would have made playoffs. It's not for that kick or their first, what, two, three games? They lost the game literally by a kick. Yeah, they did. They really did. So, And, and you know what's another thing? They probably lost a couple games because Hugh Jackson was scared to go with. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, he was still playing uh, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. So if he would have done that Baker Mayfield move, who knows? Maybe they're in the playoffs. So they they're they're expected to do a lot this year. I hope they do because I hope they do. They're a fun team. Yeah, they're a real fun team. You know, they have a lot of personality. You want to see personality succeed because yeah. it leads to ratings and it leads to fun football. I could see them winning the division because the Steelers lost a, co- a lot of pieces. They're on. Uh, I want to say decline, but but just because they they lost they lost too many pieces that used to make them dominant of that division. The only thing with the Steelers is the fact that it's been a quiet preseason and a quiet training camp. You're not used to that out of Pittsburgh. No, well, <laughs> no, not with AB making all this ruckus exactly. at the Raiders training camp. So 
And then you got Baltimore. Baltimore's always solid. And the Bengals yeah. are always... Uh, they're going to struggle. I mean, as long as you have Andy Dalton it, at the helm, has, I think it's not going to change. It has to be hard to be a Bengal fan. <laughs> it's got to suck. You have so <laughs> much potential, and it just every year... And you've had it so many times. Go back to Carson Palmer with Ocho Cinco and TJ. Who's your mama? Hey, who's your mama? And then Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton it shows you, you know... Insights of sometimes being killer. great and then and, sometimes being garbage. Yeah, so it has to be hard to be a Bengals fan. And then from there was just some random kickers we went ahead and drafted. Yeah, um, at this point, it was like the last pick. I was gone. I told uh, L.A., hey, just pick it up. Um, he picked up a free agent kicker. It was great. Uh, Matt Bryant, we've since dropped him. Um, I just noticed, too, that it says that you picked up Crosby. But yeah, Crosby was already gone. <laughs> I didn't even care who was yeah, left. Yeah, it's a kicker, whatever. Give me a kicker. Um, we picked up Kaimi Fairbairn. Um, personally, how I look at getting a kicker is looking for the offense. If it's an offense that's going to move the ball, usually means the kicker is going to get more opportunity to make some field goals or extra points, whatever it is. So we went for Kaimi Fairbairn, who was with the Houston offense, who was projected to be one of the top. So just to recap, we had Mr. Le'Veon, who's going to be our RB1. Nick Chubb filling up that second spot. Damian Williams, who's going to play the flex. Robert Woods as our number one wide receiver. Cooper Cup, who you can go ahead and interchange with Mike Williams. Or, I mean, you can even interchange Robert Woods. I mean, yeah, even then. He's our, our, our wide receiver one, but, I mean, it'll, it'll just – the season will tell for itself. Exactly. And then you got Robbie Anderson, who can go ahead and cover bye weeks. Drew Brees as the starting quarterback. Justin Jackson, who has a lot of upside. You don't Sleeper. know what's going to happen. Sleeper. Yeah. From there, you got Mark Andrews at the tight end. Darwin Thompson, who we went ahead and handcuffed Damian Williams. Geronimo Allison, upside. Ito Smith. Ito Smith, like you were saying, has a lot of potential. He was balling, and we all know Devontae Freeman likes to get hurt. So, Ito Smith, then Austin Hooper, and then the Ravens defense, and then the random kicker. And the random kicker. So, and then to cover the other team, steal at number six, uh, seven, excuse me, with Christian, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. Then we went Philip Lindsay, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, Sammy Watkins, Lamar Jackson, Tony. We went Greg Olson, Wentz. Then we went Mr. Marquise from the Packers, Jamal Williams, Devin Singletary, and that Browns defense. And then a random kicker. So that sounds like championship to me, personally. We will be in the final. Um, easy as that. Um, well, just want to round out this uh, third episode. Thank you guys for listening in. We went a little bit longer than our usual episodes, but if you're listening in, glad to have you here. Um, just make sure you follow us on our Instagram, Not Another Fantasy Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on all of our podcast websites, um, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple, uh, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Anchor, um, where we'll be uploading the episodes there and posting any news that may come up, such as the Andrew Luck retirement or the Lamar Miller injury. Um, thank you again, guys, and we'll see you guys next week. And subscribe, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.